What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. Uh, Ken, there's a lot of things in the news that people should know about this morning. A lot of things in the news. Debt ceiling. Negotiations continue. The latest movement, U.S. House of Representatives, after a week of, quote-unquote, internal sniping at each other. (laughs) House Republicans on Wednesday approved legislation 217 to 215. Not much margin of error there. Uh, It would slash federal spending, extend the government's borrowing authority into the next year. That has no chance of becoming law, though. (sighs) Yeah, sorry. Sorry, so... It's like a reality show that we don't, we just, you know, you want to see stuff move forward and they get to a certain point and they're like, hey, it's, I know it's been like months, but we, we got to step two. Yeah. yeah. There's like 10 steps in the process though. Well, it is a reality show, but you just don't get the contestants you want. No, definitely not. <laughs> There's no screening process. Yeah, well, where, maybe there is. Where's the $1 million, $100,000 or $1 million pyramid or whatever it is now because uh, the cost of everything has gone up? So um, Congressman Bill Heisinga said the legislation prevents default, uh, takes a reasonable approach that okay. reduces spending by $4.8 trillion over the next decade. So just to put things in context here, our debt uh, currently is a little over $31 trillion. <laughs> We're at the borrowing ceiling, $31 trillion. I think my credit card might have been at that one time. Yeah, just once. Yeah. So this would reduce federal spending, but it reduces it in areas that a lot of the other party will say, "Mm, no, we're not going to do that. This is an attempt by Republicans to say, this is what we want. Let's let's increase the debt ceiling, but let's also reduce spending. The other side, the Democrats are going to say, well, no, let's do the responsible thing and really just go overall and think about how we're going to reduce spending over the long term in a much more moderate manner. I feel like they need more of those problem solver caucuses. More of those meetings, put more on the calendar. Yeah, maybe employ some more people to do a lot of that stuff and figure that out. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, Man, they need some financial advisors or something. So that is a stay tuned issue. Okay, well, we'll see about that. Also, uh, unfortunately, uh, we're seeing a lot of uh, layoffs happening uh, around. We we reported on quite a few different companies that are letting some people go, and there's a really big one happening. Well, Stellantis, automaker, uh, uh, they are offering 33,000 hourly and salaried workers voluntary buyout offers. Okay. Yeah, so the automaker is one of Michigan's largest employers seeking to trim, trim its workforce um, as it shifts its production over from conventional to electric vehicles. Okay. Yeah, this basically means that uh, if you take a look at the tally over the last year, all three uh, Detroit automakers, the big ones, are shedding thousands of workers within just one year. And so Stellantis does stuff for a lot of the mm-hmm. different companies, a lot of pieces and parts and all that stuff. All that stuff. So oh, they're, off, they're offering, they're making the offer to 33,000 hour, hourly and salaried workers. I wonder what the buyout is. Yikes. Hopefully it's big money, but probably not. Uh, So that's no good. Um, So keep your eyes on that. Also, uh, some things happening. um, We can can talk about good stuff. The the kids no longer having to carry the big, heavy backpacks. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, And that's, uh, is that a 
physical reason? Like, because I know when I was in school, my backpack was usually full with pretty yeah. big textbooks and things. Trapper keeper. Yeah, the trapper keeper. I was kind of past the <laughs> trapper keeper age. That's that's more you. Um <laughs> But no, I uh, the the textbooks were heavy. Mm -hmm. This was before every kid had a laptop. Uh, so, so is it because of a physical reason, or is it something no. else? Well, this is a, this is a security thing. Okay, um, but the kids will be happy anyway because they don't have to carry their backpacks. Right. That'll be nice. Flint, Michigan, backpacks no longer allowed at Flint Community School buildings after two incidents caused the district's high school to close two days in this month. So far, Flint Board of Education voted unanimously to ban backpacks district-wide during a special meeting. They said two separate safety incidents. It caused uh, Southwestern Classical Academy to close for two days last week. We've seen other issues where schools, especially near the end of the year, they start to get these um, security issues mm -hmm. called in, or maybe somebody says, hey, somebody brought something to school that they shouldn't have. Right. This is just an effort to eliminate that opportunity and keep school going so they can... Finish the year strong. Okay, good yeah. to know. I saw one school, uh, I can't remember where it was, but they, uh, they had a, a day where it was everything but a backpack. You had, oh. you had to carry your stuff in something that wasn't a backpack. And so kids <laughs> got creative with like... Uh, you know, toting around on a radio flyer, they yeah. carry all their stuff or like a laundry that. basket or stuff like that. So maybe they switch to that instead. That'd be nice. I think that that's maybe a, good a way skateboard. To go. You can put all your books on a laptop go. on a skateboard, and that sounds safe. Not a bad idea. I like that. We were talking earlier about um, unfortunate um, auto workers getting uh, laid off, but there's a lot of stuff going on with that. You said there was 33,000 that right. were offered a buyout for Stellantis. That's right. What it, what's what, There's some more to that, right? Yeah, Stellantis, the maker of Jeep and Ram and mm -hmm. Opel, I think, and Peugeot. Peugeot. Ooh, yeah. That yeah, still fancy exists. Fancy stuff. <laughs> I think so over okay. in Europe. Anyway, uh, yeah, they they're still they're offering the thirty three thousand some odd hourly mm -hmm. and salaried workers incentive packages, but they haven't said officially how many they're going for. But word has leaked out. We've seen it in a couple different places, including a letter from the United Auto Workers. Their target is probably around 3,300, which is in line with what the other big automakers have been okay. reducing their forces. They say electric vehicle costs, the cost of manufacturing that is 40% more than conventional. And mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons why they're doing the cutbacks. Interesting. In the incentive package, is, is it just money or is there other things in there as well? I would have to imagine there's other things in there, but one of the big incentives is money. Mm -hmm. uh, again, the United Auto Workers says if you were hired before 2007 as an hourly worker at Stellantis, the incentive package, want to take a guess? We, you can't guess because I already told you. I did guess earlier, but my guess, I will say, my guess was like 15000 and I yeah. thought that was pretty decent. That seems decent, but according to the United Auto Workers, the incentive package, 50000 oh. 50, Wow. 50000 for uh, an hourly who was hired before 2007. Do they also get tickets to like Cedar Point? Or like Pistons tickets or something like that? Probably. Okay. That would yeah. be a nice incentive. Season tickets to the Tigers like for the rest of the season? That like would that be would be amazing. nice. Yes. Uh, well, it's time for Got Something to Say where we talk to our friends and neighbors about things that are happening in our community. Uh, if you want to be part of the show, you can simply, uh, again, like I said earlier, email 
Let's talk at WSJM.com. Call 925-WSJM and you can just give us some info and you can be part of the of Got Something to Say. Brought to you by United Federal Credit Union. We get you. My guest today is Elizabeth Bernhard. How you doing, Elizabeth? I'm doing great, Johnny. Thanks for having me on your show. Absolutely. Uh, and you are part of the Manufacturing Growth Alliance, or as I'm sure you guys use the, the abbreviation, the MGA. Uh, yes. So tell me a little bit about yourself and, and what you do at the MGA. Absolutely. Well, first, so MGA, Manufacturing Growth Alliance, we are part of Conexus Group. And I would imagine that you and many of your listeners have heard of Conexus Group mm -hmm. and are familiar with Conexus Group, but probably have less familiarity with MGA, sure. one of Conexus's subsidiaries. So I have the pleasure of leading the, the MGA, one of the subsidiaries, as executive director. And MGA is a statewide organization that is dedicated to the unique needs of Michigan small to mid-sized manufacturers. So we are here to help make Michigan one of the most competitive places for manufacturing in the nation. And so we provide education, advocacy, and services to manufacturers to really have them grow and prosper. And we have a ton of different manufacturing of all kinds, uh, like, like you said, large and small uh, here in our in our communities, not only here in Southwest Michigan, but of course across the state that work together uh, doing things all the time. So what's a what's a typical day like for you? What what are some of the things that you work with uh, and, and companies that you work with? What sort of things do you help them do? Great question. So a typical day. Well, there is not really a typical day, but I'll, I'll try. I'll do okay. my best. So given that we're a statewide organization serving small to mid-sized manufacturers, I will typically have several meetings with manufacturers to talk to them, hear what their challenges are, what they're facing with, what are the opportunities that they have. Um, I might be in a roundtable with eight CEOs where we're in a roundtable and they are mm -hmm. talking about what keeps them up at night. What are they working on? What questions do they have for each other? Or I might be helping a manufacturer in the UP get a grant so that they can actually buy a 3D printer to take their company to the next level. Or I might be hosting an event in Detroit to bring manufacturers to, to learn about our organization and the services that we have for them. Yeah, certainly a, a big part is is the keeping up at night. That is obviously a big thing. And yeah. a lot of that could be anything from uh, personnel to uh, efficiency. You know, there's so much uh, going on and so much uh, timelines and things to hit for people. And, you know, something as simple as, well, let's look at how we can upgrade equipment, look at automation, look at the different new technologies that are coming out every single day, how those might help these yes. uh, these manufacturers. Yes, absolutely. And because our manufacturers are facing a crisis and not just manufacturers and not just in Michigan, but all industries are facing a crisis when it comes to talent. Mm -hmm. And so many companies are able to solve some initial talent challenges actually through automation where they can take their current employees who might be engaged in jobs that might be rep repetitive, mm -hmm. monotonous, maybe even with a little bit of danger in them, they're able to automate the process, maybe through robotics or cobotics, and then they're take, able to take their employees and upskill them, moving them into 
jobs that actually are more compelling, more engaging, and that tend to pay more money. So it's really a win-win for both the manufacturer and the employee to really think about what we call industry 4.0 technology, which, or another way to say it is the fourth industrial revolution, which is really transforming manufacturing as we know it. And so a key part that we work with manufacturers on around the state is implementing industry 4.0 technology. Okay. And so the industry 4.0, tell me a little bit more about that and how some of the things that you guys may be doing. Absolutely. Thank you. So as I mentioned, industry 4.0 can be thought of as the fourth industrial revolution. Revolution one, steam. Number two, electricity. Third, machinery and initial automation. That includes computers and internet. But we find ourselves really since the 2010s In this new age, this new fourth revolution, it's really the convergence of the cyber and the physical. So the digital with the physical, that's that's where you come in with data analytics, Mm -hmm. 3D printers, increased automation, um, manufacturing, engaging uh, robotics and cobotics, virtual reality, um, augmented reality, AI. So really working with manufacturers to understand where can they start? Mm-hmm. So where where should manufacturers start with Industry 4.0 through engaging with organizations like MGA, where we help them really dive into what are the challenges that they're facing that could be solved through the adoption of Industry 4.0 technology. And we're, we're really blessed here in our state, Johnny, because yeah. our state has a vested interest in manufacturing and in Michigan remaining globally competitive. You know, we all hear about what's happening with all the investments in the EV industry and similar investments are happening when it comes to serving the small to mid-sized manufacturer. So the MEDC, the Michigan Economic Development Corporation, Mm -hmm. has a grant program that they started in 2021 that helps Michigan small manufacturers or small businesses gain access to funding so that they can buy technology so that they can remain current and competitive. Yeah, and that's certainly uh, important for, you know, those smaller businesses that, you know, yes. look at the bottom line and say, oh, I don't know the, the, the way things are going. I don't know if we can make that investment into a large piece of new machinery that could help, uh, yes, in the long run, help them with everything. But making that initial investment and being able to do that may be a hard thing to do. But having that funding and that uh, ability and those resources available to them, uh, there may be some manufacturers that may be listening and say, oh, I didn't know that was available to me. So, of course, if somebody wants to be a part of this and learn more, are there specific requirements to know before employers can apply for funding like this? Yeah, great question. So, yes, there are several things to know. So, first of all, your listeners today, for them to be eligible, they must be a manufacturer. That's first and foremost. But manufacturing also includes those in the food processing sector or the beverage industry. So that it applies to them. So they must be a manufacturer. In addition, the project that they are applying for must take place at a Michigan manufacturing facility. Okay. They also must be a small business as defined by the Small Business Administration. And then two other critical pieces. In fact, this next one I'm going to mention actually is the very first step in the grant process if the companies meet those first three, those first three points. Mm-hmm. And so the next point is that they need to receive 
a some kind of a technology assessment for them to really understand what their problems are, but to also have a third party, a neutral party there to really help them identify which solutions make the, the most impact. And our preferred partner with this, or the partner we usually work with, is the statewide Michigan Manufacturing Technology Center. And the state has um, supported the MMTC in offering these free assessments to manufacturers. So any manufacturer can get it by making that request. So that's that's the fourth thing, receive that assessment or something else similar to it. Then the fifth one is they um, need to become a member of Automation Alley. It's a free membership, quick and easy to do. It will take about two minutes of their time. But by doing so, they gain access to a rich resource to support their manufacturing business. Yeah, it seems like uh, I'm sure a lot of people, uh, it may seem like a lot, but like you said, it's an easy process. There's you know, just a few things you probably, like you said, oh, you know that you qualify for all these different things. You may just need to take that extra step. And uh, if I'm maybe a small manufacturer myself uh, in Southwest Michigan saying, hey, this sounds really cool. This sounds like something I need to do. Where can I learn more about Industry 4.0? And most importantly, how can I start the process and, and apply for stuff like this? Right. Well, a manufacturer can find everything they need to know on our website, which is mgalliance.org slash industry 4.0. And everything is there, including the requirements that I just mentioned, the links to directly request the free assessment from the MMTC, as well as the link to sign up quick and fast to become an essential member with Automation Alley. Awesome. We'll definitely put those links on our website as well as, uh, of course, the MGA is doing some great stuff. Uh, Maybe if there's somebody listening, say, "Mm, okay, I'm not qualified for this industry 4.0 aspect, but maybe I want to just learn more about how MGA might and some of the other services you guys have for small manufacturers, how they might help. We just go directly to your website? Directly to our website where they can find out information about what we do. That Our services outside of Industry 4.0, for instance, we work with CEOs to gain a peer-to-peer network and uh, talk to each other. Like I said, like I mentioned in the beginning, where they can talk about what's keeping them up, them up at night and talk through what the other, what their peers are doing, as well as education on talent, how to find them, how to keep them. We even help them gain access to discounts on employee health insurance, get um, access to HR and legal hotlines, and really receive subject matter expertise to help them tackle their pressing pain points. And all of that information is available on our website. And you help them sleep better at night. I help them sleep better. It's a (laughs) win-win. Elizabeth, anything else you'd like to add? Yeah. So if a manufacturer goes to our website and they're not sure that they're a right fit, I am happy to come out, visit them personally, see what they're doing. I'll even do a, we'll take some selfies, we'll put them on social media and we'll promote manufacturing in Michigan together. That's wonderful. And it's always cool to see some of these great manufacturers. And I, I'm always surprised of the things that are made uh, here in Southwest Michigan. Yes. I'm always like, oh, that, I didn't know that was made here. That's so cool. And then to see uh, how that stuff works, I'm always, uh, I nerd out with that stuff. I love that stuff. It's pretty cool. Um, I completely agree. That's one of the highlights of my job is every day is different because manufacturing is so diverse. That's wonderful. Again, mgalliance.org is where we go to check out more, right? You got it. Elizabeth, thank you so much for spending some time with me and talking about uh, the Manufacturing Growth Alliance. Thank you, Johnny. 
And if you'd like to be part of Got Something to Say, real simple. You just uh, email me, let's talk at WSJM.com. You can uh, call 925-WSJM, give me some info on uh, whatever you got going on, whether it's a program, an event, fundraiser, all of the above. That would be great. Um, and you can be part of Got Something to Say in the morning show, but also in the afternoon at 5.30, after news with Andrew Green. You can always check out conversations with the podcast at WSJM.com. It's brought to you by United Federal Credit Union. We get you. Uh, we're keeping the uh, newsroom very, very busy with a lot of things, Ken. Uh, we're less than a week away from special election, election That's day. right. That's right. Special election, May 2nd, Tuesday. Plenty to vote on, especially in the area mm -hmm. of bonds and millage-type items. Uh, focusing on Berrien County, although we will have our primary counties of Cass, Van Buren, Berrien, all posted up on our website. So if you just need a quick glance of what it is you're going to be asked to approve. It'll be up on our website. Uh, Buchanan, voters are going to be asked for a $35 million bond to improve school buildings, athletic facilities, instructional technology facilities as well. Coloma, $28 million for remodeling, furnishing facilities, some playground work. Uh, Water Elite, public schools are going to be asking for about $30 million as well for additions to buildings, some remodeling and improvements there. Eau Claire, $16.7 million for a gym addition. Remodeling mm -hmm. and instructional technology. And then Lakeshore is asking voters for $19.9 million. Do you know how expensive it is to repave parking lots that are starting to break down? Oh, it's good. that's got to be a, a big amount of that money. Huge, huge amount of money. Um, one estimate, $3 million. Ooh. That's like just resurfacing or yeah. is that like full on? That's full on redoing the thing because if you just do little patchwork, yeah. the area around the patch is what breaks down. Anywhere mm. there's a gap, anywhere there's a seam. Yeah, that's really important stuff. People don't always think about that, especially when it's schools and properties. Like, it's not just the building. It's not just the building. It's the infrastructure as well. It's the infrastructure around it. Mm. Uh, but in the buildings as well, I mean, boiler issues, mm -hmm. roof issues, mm -hmm. you know, these are not paid for through the, the usual channels of what you get for having a student in a seat. Right. So crossing our fingers, I know a lot of those... Uh, Teachers and administration, and even the students, are probably crossing their fingers that yep. uh, the communities vote on uh, uh, vote a yes on a lot of those different ones in those communities. Um, also, uh, in some uh, places, there are uh, some special races and some mayoral races. May you have a new mayor in South Haven? Well, it's coming up in, in November. the The filing is happening now. South Haven mayoral race is going to see some familiar names. Residents will have a chance to pick a new mayor. Uh, the current mayor, longtime. City official Scott Smith has announced this week he's not going to be running for re-election. So that was uh, big news. Also, former South Haven School Board President Annie Brown is going to be running. Okay. Former South Haven Mayor Bob Burr has thrown his hat back in. Oh. He said, you know, I had a lot of terms. I did a lot of good things. I want to be your mayor again. I would ple be pleased to do that. Councilman Joe Reeser has also announced he will run for the vacated position. That's pretty neat. Also, uh, we know... Uh, a lot of schools, uh, as we're talking about that, a lot of schools, high school, elementary, and even colleges uh, with the COVID pandemic, they got a little behind they and did. they had to change a lot of things yeah. uh, and adapt. But uh, that is causing issues even now uh, with time has 
being passed with all that and some new programs coming to Southwestern Michigan College to help with that, right? Yeah, there's a new program at Southwestern Michigan College uh, aiming to help students be better prepared for the college experience. One mm. thing is you, you're in you're in high school, things are going along well, and then making that transition to college, sometimes it can be hard. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, if there are some of those, you know, seniors that had to, you know, do most of their school online when they're in high school, then that transition to college college where they're doing the same thing, but slightly different, or yeah. it's in person. There's a lot to think about with that. Yep. So Roadrunner Ready is the program mm. that Southwestern is offering. It's a five-week course during the summer that seeks to help students who fell behind in the past couple of years, designed primarily to help students who were in high school during COVID who might have some learning loss in the areas of math and English. And it's okay. uh, according to SMC Dean of Student Development, Katie Hanna, she says the program is designed to jumpstart the college experience, getting some extra help in those areas, as well as an in-depth introduction to all of the student resources that they have at SMC. That's it's gonna be cool. Yeah, it's going to be Mondays through Thursdays, include free breakfast, gas cards for mm. getting to the session. Nice. Yeah. It's like all that. grant funded and free. I think, uh, and, and I think they're doing some of this in colleges and even in high schools, but I know when, when I was in school, they had like home economics and yes. uh, wood shop and things yep. like that. More and more times, I feel like, especially college kids now that they're in dorms and, and SMC and LMC have the, where you live in the dorms and you even have ways that you can cook with an oven or kitchenette or things like yes. that. More and more people, I think, need to learn the life skills of how to make basic things. Oh, yeah. Instead of the, oh, I'm just going to have some ramen or some uh, <laughs> Easy Mac or something. Uh, making those healthy meals. So I think some of those schools should maybe explore some of those those programs and see what they can do there. Yeah, I'm wondering if, if any of my boys are listening right now. I have three boys, by mm -hmm. the way. And uh, they would probably starve in a full kitchen. <laughs> yeah. What <laughs> do I do? do this. Exactly. I mean, that's the thing is that we Google so much. <laughs> yeah. we, we Google to find out who that actress is in that movie yes. or actor in the TV show. Why aren't we Googling more and watching YouTube on how to do the basics? I will. I will give. There's one of them who's outstanding and mm -hmm. he, he's he's really taken to some of the culinary Arts. He, yeah. he he loves the little TikTok videos of here's how to prepare this mm. fancy steak mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. Um, the other one is like, oh well, I can probably boil water, but it still scares me. <laughs> and the third one, who's already over at college, yeah, no, he would starve. Like pasta is the easiest thing to cook. Yeah, but people still screw that up. Oh, they yeah. either overcook it or it boils over. It's like. They're, those are the basics. So yeah. if they can have more of that, that would be great. One program I would love to install is uh, we've we talked before about the amount of seagulls that we have. Oh, my gosh. Uh, not only in Orchards Mall, but really a lot of different places because being so close yep. to the water, we got a lot of seagulls. Yep. Uh, and I think we need to hire this guy. Uh, Europe has now... Um, <laughs> Crowned a new seagull squawker, <laughs> the the European Why? Gull Screeching Championship. Okay. It is a real event. Was recently held uh, in Belgium, and a Dutch man named uh, Jarmo Slutter uh, was able to uh, 
He was dressed as a seagull. Oh, no, he wasn't. Yes, he was. Dressed in a seagull costume, participated at the request of his friends who love his gull impression. And he was declared the winner <laughs> and took home a gold medal. And I was trying to find his uh, his his award-winning seagull squad, seagull but I call. couldn't find yeah. it. Uh, so if you're thinking a, a skill that might serve... Uh, no purpose outside of the contest. A zoo actually in England is hiring someone to dress in a seagull costume and squawk to scare real seagulls away. And the Blackpool Zoo says uh, it needs a seagull deterrent as well to keep the annoying birds away uh, from park guests, especially in food areas. See, I was thinking, I was thinking, okay, why would you develop a skill of seagull calling, uh -huh. or at least uh, sound like a seagull? It would be to attract seagulls, but it's it's the it's in, the opposite. It's the opposite. Yeah, it's to scare them away. Because like, yeah, you have the the suey the the <laughs> the, the, pig the pig calls. Yeah. Um, and those are to bring them home. <laughs> yes. But yeah, this is the opposite. This is to get them away. So in seagull language, are you cursing? Is it like you might be. Is it like parking lot rage? You might be. And then I think you just go, ah, just <laughs> get them all out of there. Uh, but the, the that costume, great that's seagull seagull call, by yeah, the way. There's, was... there's just a little more. <laughs> There we go. That was There's perfect. the seagull squad. You practiced. That. I think I'm an award winner right Could now. Could be. Uh, so that's that's really cool. For what's his name again? Uh, Jarmo <laughs> Slutter. He's Dutch, so I don't even know how you, if that's pronounced correctly. I if love it, it is, I apologize. Love it. Maybe you have a question for us. Uh, maybe just to get to know us, or maybe hey, I saw something in the news. I think you guys should be talking about this. News tips are always welcome. We love the news tips. We love news tips. Uh, I also love rib tips. <laughs> uh, if you're as we're getting to know each other, you're I feel hungry. like I am getting hungry. <laughs> okay. it's, it's almost. Uh, it's, I have not it's had breakfast, breakfast yeah. yes. Um, so we're doing a, a little get-to-know-you phase. Uh, we're in that get-to-know-you phase at the moment uh, as uh, you started here back in, what, February? February. Um, and you've been doing the morning show with me for a little bit here. Yes. Um, so we're going to do some rapid-fire questions and get to know each other. So Thank would you, uh, since... I'm Ken, by the way. You are Ken, by the way. Uh, and, and since you are the new person, I think uh, you get first dibs on uh, either if I ask you a question or you ask me a question first. What okay, would you Okay, now what prefer? are the rules here? The rules are... Is there a time limit? No. Is there a safe word? <laughs> <laughs> pass. Maybe pass is the safe word. Yes, pass is... Okay. You can, yeah, feel free to pass or right. I'll get back to you on that or something like that if there is a question that, that holds either one of us up. Okay, um... Maybe I can go first okay. because you've been asking me a lot of questions sure. this week. I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Uh, and and I know we said six questions, but I feel like this first one, it's it might be considered as three questions, but it's oh, really geez. just one. It's just one with subparts. <sighs> on a desert island. You were on a desert island, yep. Johnny Reinhardt. Yep. What are you eating, listening to, and doing for fun? <sighs> because you're on a desert island. Um, eating while well, desert island. I'm probably no no restrictions here. Okay, let's say let's say a cargo plane flew over. It dropped something. It's your favorite food. What is it? Uh, Doritos. Okay, I love Doritos. So you're eating Doritos. What are you listening to? Listening to. See, this is where it gets interesting. Um, <laughs> album or iPod? Whatever you want. Cargo plane. It drops everything. <laughs> it drops everything. Yeah. Just, it, just all iTunes <laughs> gift cards. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, there's the Wi Fi's a little. What am issue. I listening to? Probably I enjoy classical music. Okay. Like if I'm just chilling now, it'd probably be a little bit of either classical music or. You know, island music. Some rock Some reggae, maybe. Or the island boys. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and what are you doing for fun? Doing for fun, I am playing uh, coconut ball, which would be <laughs> uh, like football. Uh, foot, it'd be more, actually more like baseball. Are you like Tom Hanks? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It drops the FedEx, it drops the volleyball, and I yeah. have to hang out with Wilson. There you go. So there you go. That's a good one. Um, all right. Uh, that was good. What about for you? But wait, you're eating Doritos, listening to classical music, and playing ball. Yeah. I like it. I like it. That's, yeah, a, I'm that's a the well, island life of Johnny Reinhardt. I am a well-rounded individual. Nice. I always tell people I like everything from classical music to classic rock. Very good. So a lot of everything in between. Uh, cats or dogs? Oh, that's tough. Because you have both, yes? I, I Or have had in the past. I have had cats in the <clears throat> past. I trained a cat to urinate in the toilet. <laughs> Okay. Successfully. That, how much time did that take? It was only a couple of weeks. And what was the trick? The trick, I bought a kit. Oh, there's, the a, kit, there's a cat there's, there's a toilet cat kit? toilet kit, and it's basically a flimsy little tray that yeah. you put over your toilet. Yeah. Humans aren't allowed to pee in it, but you put a little kitty litter in it, and the cat gets used to that, and then you take the tray away. And so the cat just uses it. If you had to use the bathroom, you would have to then remove yeah. this kit. What if, like, the cat is needs to go and you're using the bathroom at the same time? Take a ticket. Take okay. a number. Right. Yeah, one of us has to get there first. Right now, I'm I'm more I'm more dogs, but I love cats. Okay. All right. What do you got for me? Uh, favorite sport. This is another combined question. Favorite mm -hmm. sport to watch. Favorite sport to play. Favorite sport to play uh, when I was younger. Favorite sport was football. Okay. Uh, favorite sport to watch. That's dependent on the season because really all sports, okay. I would say. But football football and baseball are probably my two favorites. Sports ball. Got it. Sports ball. Okay. Yeah. Uh, movie, book, or TV show that changed your life? Movie. Hannibal. Yeah, Silence of the Lambs. Okay, so original Silence of the Lambs, not the movie Hannibal. I love, I love the movie. I love the books. I yep. love the movie. I love the TV series. It's just that intellectual, uh, you know. If I don't like you, I'm going to eat you type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if you've not, if if, if anybody's not watched the uh, the Hannibal TV show that they put out a few years back. Great show. Great show. Great show. Was it Mads Mickelson, yeah. I believe, is yeah. the, the actor right. who plays Hannibal Lecter? Fantastic. That's right. uh, okay, Ready? what do you got? If you could have a superpower, what would it be and why? Superpower. Yep. Oh, man. Anything uh, on the planet, it's yours. What you do you want to do? That was actually, fun fact, the question that I was asked when I did Mr. Blossom Time. Oh, and you did Mr. Blossom Time? I did time? Mr. Blossom Time, uh, and that was one of the questions that they asked. I think Pat Moody asked me that question. Okay. And what I said was the ability to heal. Aww. Not myself, but also to be able to heal others. No offense, but that sounds like a Blossom Time answer. Yes. What would it really be? <sighs> you know, I... Flight, invisibility... Yeah, probably flight. Okay. That would be cool. Because flight or super speed? Yeah. The super speed, because then I'd be able to get to where I need you to run go across faster. oceans. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. Okay. All right. Uh, do you play any instruments? I do. I play guitar. Anything uh, else? But I, well, I started on trumpet, play Ooh. guitar, had a drum set. Yeah. 
I like to I like to get around. You played trumpet for how long? Just like a I, middle school thing? Uh, it was middle school, high school. I was first chair. Nice. One time I was leaning back on my chair because we were in a tiered situation, fell off the riser and dented the bell of my trumpet. Ooh. Still have that trumpet. It was fixed. You know, uh, you and Jocelyn might ha- need to have a trumpet battle because she was first chair, ah. uh, not only in her marching band, but also the jazz band. Oh, so very nice. Very nice. That'd be a, that'd be a well, tough one. Well, I come from a school where our graduating class was 54 people strong, so. <laughs> Pretty much the same her, for her. New <laughs> Buffalo was a, 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 still is a fairly small school, and yeah. so was mine. Yeah. Um, all right, so you're now asking is me. Is that me? Okay, yep. what place would you most like to visit where you've not already been? I would like to go to Germany. There you go. I think not only uh, some history of the family in mm-hmm. that, that region, um, but I think, of course, the history yeah. and the the architecture and all that stuff, plus music, so many great things the over there. The forest there. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. yeah. Black forest. Yeah. Uh, would you ever skydive? Yes. Have you? No. No. No, but I would. Really? I would. That's I would. a rush. I would not. It just looks like a rush. I mean, I don't know if I want to do the tandem thing, though. That's how you, unfortunately, that I hear that's how you have to start. You have to do, do like five jumps at least with tandem. Yeah, that seems it seems like it's like okay, I'm going for a ride. That's a really expensive, right. dangerous ride. Can I just jump yeah, with an expert next to me? Can we like hold hands? Yeah, Can we like <laughs> like if we're just strapped to each other in some way, but not the full tandem where they have to they get to do all the work and I don't have to do anything. Well, you see them in the movies. You, you know, in the military, mm-hmm. they just jump out and they have that strap that's attached to the yeah. plane and it automatically pulls the chute. Put me in that. That, that's I like that idea. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, let's do one more each. Who was one person, anyone, anywhere in history that you'd like to hang out for a day? Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, Rough Rider. Yeah, because not only a uh, great president, I uh, enjoyed uh, also playing Teddy in Arsenic and Old Lace oh. when I was in college. So Okay, very and, nice. And I actually will someday. There is a one-man show of Teddy Roosevelt that I, I do want to perform. Okay. So very it's nice. It's a lot to do because it's a one man. Let's show. start production on that now. Yeah. Let's. I, I need to. I feel like I kind of have the Teddy Roosevelt yeah. look that kind of will work. I just need to make some modifications. We'll get but you I, a hat. Oh yeah. Teddy Roosevelt. The hat. Rough Rider hat is yeah. great. Um, last question. Hmm, last ding, question. Ding ding, ding, ding ding. Make it kind. Summer or winter? Summer. Yeah, I like both. I, you know, I don't have favorites. I tell my my kids this a lot. Um, is they'll say, "Well, what's your favorite this? What's your mm-hmm. favorite that?" And I know what they're getting at. Yeah, they're trying to get at who's your favorite child, and I don't do oh. that. Yeah, and I don't do that. So I just I just set a baseline of I have no favorites. So summer, winter, summer I really enjoy because you've got all. I mean, for obvious reasons, winter it's just beautiful. It is. Especially around here. Yeah, even when you get to don't uh, traveling, not so much. Driving around in the snow. If I don't have to be there, it's fun. Yeah. If I have to get there, no fun at all. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, good stuff. We've now learned a lot about each other. I like it. Uh, We'll have to do that more often. And if you'd like to get to know us, you can always (laughs) give us a call, 925-WSJM. Email letstalk-wsjm.com. We're going to get to know what's happening in our community when it comes to the business world with your Moody on the Market update next. 
But we'd like to tell you about some of those stories with your Moody on the Market update brought to you by Insurance Management Service called IMS Today, your local auto owners agency with locations in St. Joseph and in Niles. And big things happening. Huge. Uh, big impact for Harbor Impact. That's right. Uh, they've got uh, a big, the big check was out. Yeah. They had the big checkout yesterday for the proposed sports complex in Benton Harbor. Half a million dollar boost. That's definitely going to help them uh, get to where they need to go. I know they still do have uh, a pretty lofty goal that they need to hit, but yeah. that certainly takes a big chunk out of it. Yeah, so a half a million dollar grant has been made to the nonprofit Harbor Impact Foundation in Benton Harbor. It was made by American Electric Power Foundation as they're seeking to develop an indoor sports complex for the community. And the chairman, uh, Rodney Alexander, says the goal is to raise around $5 million for phase one of the project. Half a million bucks gets you a, a nice way there. Absolutely. And they have so many great kids that are uh, a part of that program and it just continues to grow and they where they're currently at they are growing out of that space mm -hmm. and yeah big plans and a lot of stuff going on there uh so yeah phase one between four and six basketball courts mm -hmm. um which will also work as volleyball courts uh they want to build a big sports facility so they can actually do things here bring people yeah. to the greater benton harbor community later phases this is exciting uh is to bring an indoor football and soccer field with a track around it. They also plan to have space for high-speed internet and STEM classes because there's a lot of a uh, lot of things that they have in common between mm -hmm. sports and sometimes esports. Yeah. So if they have the STEM training in there as well, maybe they have a contingent that's going to be part of the esports. And the great part about this is it's not the sports is just the gateway to the Harbor Impact Foundation. Yeah. And the, the one big thing is is helping kids with everything from mental health to uh, helping with their schoolwork. So that will certainly be huge. And if you want to support the project or find out more about it, you can go to harborimpactfoundation.org. Fantastic. Check out that full story. Learn more about the, the foundation and all the other great stories that we have for you at MoodyOnTheMarket.com. Your update brought to you by Insurance Management Service. Call IMS today, your local auto owners agency with locations in St. Joseph and in Niles. Uh, your Moody on the Market uh, update brought to you by our friends and insurance management service called IMS Today, your local auto owners agency, locations in St. Joseph and in Niles. And speaking of on the market and business related stuff. Oh, yeah. A lot of things going on in the news. Gross domestic product released this morning. U.S. economy slowed sharply from January through March, decelerating to just a 1.1% annual pace as higher interest rates appear to be kicking in and having imp impact in the economy. Uh, Thursday's estimate for GDP says uh, the economy weakened. That's after growing 3.2% from July to September, 2.6% from October through November, the most recent number, uh, January through March is 1.1%. So again, the slowdown reflects the impact of the Fed's aggressive uh, drive to tame inflation with nine interest rate hikes over the past year. They're going to meet next week. Some think they're going to do it again, but we'll see what they do with the latest economic information. Now that the bad news is out of the way. Yes. Uh Let's do the good news. Good. Uh, Michigan State University and Michigan Economic Development Corporation put a new spin on the Go Green as they oh honored the inaugural class of Michiganders, uh, the, the EV scholarship recipients during a spring signing day. 
ceremony that they did at MSU's College of Engineering. And Noah Sanders, a computer engineering student at MSU, graduated from Berrien Springs yep. just a couple years ago. Yep. Among the uh, engineering and computer science students uh, honored for accepting offers with an electric vehicle related company, according to a release, uh, he is uh, signed uh, signed a letter of employment with Next Tier, yep. which is a global motion control technology company over in Saginaw. He's expected to graduate in uh, 2024. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a huge evolution right now, mm -hmm. a drive, if you will. To get no. people out of their conventionally fuel, yeah. gas, combustion engine, whatever. Uh, get us out of the traditional cars into electric vehicles. You're going to have to make the vehicles better than they are today. Mm -hmm. That's a mm -hmm. reality. And they're going to need people to be thinking about how to do that, people to do it, people to bring innovations to market. So let's let's talk to our young people. They're our future. Absolutely. This Michigander EV Scholar Program offers up to $10,000 in scholarships to as many as 350 top tech students mm -hmm. at participating universities who sign a letter of employment with an approved company and commit to staying for 12 months in Michigan. Some great stuff happening. Yep. Uh, great students right here in Southwest Michigan going off to some great universities within our state. So uh, why not give them a scholarship for, for doing some great stuff? So Do we ever get tired of leading the way? Michigan, you know? Yeah, Michigan always. We're at the tip of the spear. Especially in automotive manufacturing and a lot of things. And oh, yeah. Just being an all-around great place. You know it. Pure Michigan. <laughs> You're Moody on the Market. After you see that story and more... Uh, at MoodyOnTheMarket.com. It's all brought to you by our friends at Insurance Management Service. Call IMS Today, your local auto owners agency with locations in St. Joseph and in Niles.